0: Hi, this is Ron with On Fire Concerts, and you are listening to the Spokane Man Podcast on Spotify and wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spokane Man Podcast. KGC here, and today I am talking to somebody that's not really a concert, you know. He doesn't really do a lot, you know, in the concerts, he. Books the concerts and goes to them and watch them all develop. He just books them all and puts them all together. Please just spend give all the up. money
0: to do it. Yeah. You
1: know? it, it takes us all to do it, as what he told me earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, with on fire concerts, a concert agency that I hope to be booked with soon. My dear friend, Mr. Ron Johnson. Ron, how are you doing today, sir? I'm oh, doing
0: great, and Thank you for having me today. We're we've been trying to get this done, but our schedules have just been so crazy and it just hasn't worked
1: but it did today so that's good that's right now ron is with on fire concerts and and that is a concert booking you know that you do your own concerts
0: yeah we what we do is uh somebody asked me this other night at our Millsap concert um you know i rent a venue i book the artists i pay the artists and we sell tickets and hope we survive it you know, so, uh, but that's how it works. You you find a venue, you find the artist, you put it all together and you sell tickets. Um, and, and, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years and it, and we've been blessed. And of course we do, like yourself, we do a lot of artist interviews, but it's a, we're just not usually the one being
1: interviewed, but I was proud to do this for you and I was glad you asked me. So, so, he just, he just mentioned one of the biggest stars in country music, like it was nothing. He just had, he, he just hosted Ronnie Millsap. What was that concert like?
0: Oh man, I mean, you know, you're still, a, you know, who do you want to work with? It's like, you know, you can name a few people that you think, you know, you would love to work with. Uh, and Millsap, Ronnie's at the top of that list with Garth and different ones, you know, but I mean, for the next two months, like, Saturday night, or we got my somebody I grew up listening to, and I'm 61. Uh, but Ronnie Millsap was a, I, was a, you know, hero of mine. Growing up, I mean, every time you turned the radio on, you was hearing him, Ronnie Millsap hit. And, I mean, with 40 number ones, you know, and then next month, or June... We're, you know, we follow them up with Oak Ridge Boys. So how much luckier am I to work with two of my heroes growing up or two, a group and a guy? I mean, there's nothing you can say. I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of people from George Jones on down the line, and I'm still in awe. We just go on, and it goes on, and you think, and then you look back, like I look back now at the last weekend. And think, wow, I did Ronnie Millsap, <laughs> you know. And it's it's hard to believe, but I'm just honored to, that they would work with us.
1: You know? So how how does that, you talked a little bit about that. And, and, and like, okay, you, and Ron is no stranger to the Spokane Man podcast. He watches me. He just never comments. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us a little bit, because with Jeff, you got the video standpoint about how everything worked in the music videos and, and how that worked. But with you, you're kind of behind the scenes a little bit working with the I artist. Mean,
0: once, we, once you book an artist, when I say, okay, who do I want to have in concert? So then you reach out to their agent and their agent will give you a price and they'll send you what's known as a writer. That's got all the details of, beside the price for the artist. It's got other things in it like sound specs, sound what sound systems what you what they require for sound, so they get their sound, lights, um, hotel room food. And you go down to all the way down to the you know food, and you got you know to take care of the artist. Um, then you put it all together, and when day of concert or the day before you set up your sound system, the artist comes in, they set up all their equipment and plug into the sound system. And then all the sound techs get together and get the sound right, you know? Uh, and then when you get done, you got a final product and And I'm still, I'm no sound guy. You know, I know when it sounds good out in the audience, but as far as how you get to that point, I just let them do it. I, I, that's why I hire sound men because I couldn't tell, you know, I don't have a clue to do it from ground up because one, you don't as a promoter, I don't have time to do the sound. And two, you got there's so much involved in sound. Um I I tell folks, um, I don't care who the artist is, you can have anybody you want to. If you've got bad sound, you got a bad show. It's just that simple, it don't matter who the artist is. Uh, that's why so much work goes into sound. And, you know, then the artist uh, does their things and it's, it's over and you look back and you wonder sometimes, how did we put that together, <laughs> you know? But you do, you just, at, at the time, I've been doing it so long, you just, the process just takes over and, and you just go through it. And then when you get done, you look back and say, I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a it's a fun world, and, and to do what we do, and I think this applies to artists. If we didn't love the music, you couldn't do. It. You know, that's right. um, if you don't love the music, you're in the raw business to be trying to promote it. Yeah, you know?
1: if that's that's why I say I've heard it. Well, I've said it the best. I think I'm the only one that's ever said it. If you're in the music business for money, go be a banker.
0: <laughs> I, Excuse me. I told a guy the other day, I said, you know, I've been doing concerts for, like I said, 20 years, and I work 60 hours a week for another job, you know, and I'm blessed I do it all for my home, but, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, if if I was in it for the money, I'd be hungry if it's all I had, you know, and I'm strictly an old school country guy, you know, I mean, the traditional country today. I mean, anything I can do to help, do what little part I can do as a small cog in a wheel, um, I do for the music and, and and the artists that I work with. I told a gentleman today we were talking about something, and I said, you know, in almost twenty years of doing this, I've never worked with an artist that I can look back now and say. I wouldn't work with him again. Everybody that I've worked with in the past I would more than happily work with again and that's rare in 20 years of dealing with all the different artists uh, because sometimes what you see is not what you get unfortunately. Uh, The image portrayed not what the image is uh, in some cases and I've been blessed uh, from you know everybody I've ever worked with I've I, I I can't think of anybody that I wouldn't work with again, you know, and I hope they feel the same about me. And, and I think most of them do because we've worked with most of them more than once, you know, so that's, that's the whole thing. It, it, it's just keeping the music alive and flow the best we can do and what little we can do
1: to help do that. You know? So Ron has not only <clears throat> is, audience or not only his concert promoting but in the past couple of years he's been getting into interviews guys like you know uh William Lee Golden he's interviewed him twice on his show uh Richard Turbin with the Oak Ridge Boys he's interviewed him a couple few times what is it like from your perspective a lot of the times doing interviews than doing concerts obviously the concerts are live but well I, I think the interviews is like um uh,
0: I I got to interview uh, Donna Fargo. I mean, you know, uh, I've interviewed Eddie Raven, you know, uh Thank God for kids. You know, amazing. And the things you learn, like Ricky Van Shelton and I talked for an hour one day, you know. Um, uh, and the things you learn, I mean that you think, um, you know, it's like I told um Who was it? Well, Don Reed of the Stadler Brothers. Um, I spoke with Don and I I was talking to him and I said, he wrote a book called the statler Brothers, an anthology, an amazing book. Um, And we were talking and I said, you know, I read the book and you think you know all there are to know about the Stadler Brothers and you don't, you know, because the book tells you something He's like, wow! I didn't know that, and that surprises you for some reason that you didn't know it because you think you know it all. We we you mentioned a uh, friend William Lee Golden. I mean, I told William Lee this, so I'm not. I don't care who knows it. Uh, I think William Lee Golden's the coolest man on the planet. Oh, hands down. You know, there's nobody any cooler than William Lee Golden in my book. Um. Uh, I've been in his home twice. I always thought before I ever met William Lee, he was the coolest man on the planet after meeting him and being welcomed into his home twice. There's not even a, there's not even a, you know, no question. Uh, But when you read William's book, Behind the Beard, you learn things that you didn't not not know and you think you know it all about them because you've studied them, you've you've listened to them, and you've heard stories and interviews. And, you know, so uh, the interviews always bring out a little something different. And I forgot who it was now I've interviewed so many people over the years. Um, I've been doing it for five, six years probably. But we go back, I think it was Stella Parton. I asked her something and she was shocked that I knew. (laughs) She said, so you've done your homework. You know, well, that's, that's, uh, you know, I worked as a paralegal for a long time. Don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. That's right. You know, so, um, you know, but interviews are so fun because there's one-on-one like you and I, whether you're in person or on Zoom and talk about zoom before covid who'd ever heard of zoom
1: yeah i hadn't you know it was all apple facetime
0: <laughs> you know who What's what zoom you know and now you know if you had stock in zoom 10 years ago now you're you know uh but it's it's amazing how we do things nowadays but you know the interviews are just so much fun cuz you're one on one and you become, I've become friends with people I've interviewed, like, you know, I've worked with in concerts, like I've like I work with T. Graham Brown, for example, every year. I've interviewed T. And of course, I think I know all about T, but I always learn something different every time I interview him, he'll throw something that you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia, you know, uh, these people are just great people and they'll take time to talk to me whenever I call and say, hey, let's do another, you know. Um, but they're just fine. And and the fans and our followers like yours and mine, they love these, these interviews, you know, uh, it's not the same old, same old that they get when they turn on the TV and, you know, I don't even watch TV no more because it's depressing.
1: For oh, hey. you
0: know? Yeah. And I, I used to be a religious fanatic on news following and when news was on five, six, ten at night, I had a, wanted to watch the news because and you think, well it's the same thing you said yesterday. <laughs> you know, somebody got killed, somebody blew up the school. Yeah. It's just it's just evil and it's just crazy. And now if I don't see a news flash on you know while am online or something that I that catches my attention and I think worth looking into, I don't I don't care about the regular news anymore. Uh, there's too many things that we can do as people. I don't care what party you're with. I don't care what color you are. I don't care. None of that doesn't matter. I'm going to treat Caden like Caden treats me. You know, and if Washington could figure that out, you yeah, know, we'd all be better. You know, so I'll leave it at that.
1: You know, Ron, I hope I'm treating you good.
0: Oh, you you, you are, man.
1: You know and and hey if you ever if you ever you know do another interview and and if you ever need anybody to interview i mean i i got you man
0: you my guy i know i'll call occasion we need we'll do one one day yeah uh, it just, you know it, it, you and i were talking earlier in the music world uh, i'm not live nation i know i'm not live nation but You don't get personalities. You don't get the personal touch like you get when you talk to Ron that you may get when you deal with a lot of nations because they're so huge. It's not an individual. It's a corporation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you talk to Caden or Ron, you're getting getting personal as you get. You know, uh, I told you. I don't care what somebody asked me in an interview or I got a lady came up at Ronnie's show the other night with the newspaper. So you mind if I ask you some questions, I need to get them to you ahead of time. Why do you need to get them to me ahead of time? Anything you give me a week ago to look at, you can ask me, I don't need to look at what you're going to ask me. I mean, if I don't want you to know, I'll say, I can't answer that. <laughs> you know, uh, but, we're we put ourselves out here. So we're 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 subject to answering anything anybody asks us, is the way I look at it.
1: So is it just you working for uh the concert promoting?
0: I do it all. And I mean I, I've got people to help me. Uh you know, and I call in people when I need additional people, like Ronnie Milsap show. I brought in a few people. Now I don't have my own sound company. I've got a sound company that I use. Um for most of my shows, and I've got twelve different areas, different sound company. Uh, but you know, as far as being in charge, and charging, if you got, if you buy a ticket from On Fire Concerts or call On Fire Concerts, you're gonna to talk to me about your ticket. Um, and any problem you have, I'm the one that you'll talk to to deal with. So it's a personal touch, and sometimes some of these shows we're getting bigger and bigger every year. And you think, how does a one man do all the the the, the basic setups from from getting the artist, from dealing with the big agencies that the artist may be with, um, getting sound in line, getting the venue in order, everybody's dates lining up. It, it's a job, but after you've done it long enough, you just It's a process and you just do it and you don't think about it. Because if you thought about what was all involved, you think, I can't do all that, but you do because we do it, you know, and it's just the way it is.
1: So you've interviewed, like you just said, uh, William Lee, Richard, you know, you've interviewed. interviewed Yeah. You've interviewed a lot of people. Who was it that, who was the one interview that you? Just said, man, I got to interview that person.
0: Well, I, uh, I, you know, you don't want to say the favorite interview, but the one that you got to say, okay, man, I, they took time to talk to me. That would be William Lee in the first interview, <laughs> and Ronnie Millsap. I got to interview Ronnie Millsap a couple of years ago, and you know, uh, that's that's not to say. That David Ball, that Sylvia, that uh, I mean, there's a hundred people I could name that we've interviewed. Uh, Leona Williams, you know, uh, all these great superstars and legends that Gene Watson, you know, uh, that have taken time to talk to us. But just, just because you think, my wife will tell you that. I don't know what the word no means. <laughs> I mean, my dad was blind all my life. And when you would ask, you know, he say, if you say you can't do something, you've already beat yourself. There's no need to try because you can't do, it. you know, if you believe you can do something and I was like, Hey, let's do this interview today. Oh, no, I don't want to. Okay. You said no. But does that mean no tomorrow? Does that just no today? Because I'm going to call you tomorrow and ask you again. You know, <laughs> you know, you can't take no don't always mean no. It means don't give up trying. Just keep checking back. Sooner or later, they see your persistence. They see this guy, you know, looks what has he done? They look back at some of the other people you've interviewed. And then they say, well, you know, he's interviewed this one and that one. Let's give him an interview, you know it doesn't hurt nothing 15 20 minutes out of the day you know that they're and and we as putting these out there they know that the chances of them being seen by thousands are good so it benefits them as
1: as it does us you know and so it's come to that time of the show where i have to ask you how how am i doing
0: oh you're doing great uh I, I, you know, like I said, as far as being interviewed, I haven't been that many times. I'm on a radio show every Tuesday that they'll call me up and just talk about our shows and talk about what's happening since the last week. And, but they've been doing it for years. And but as far as being interviewed, oh, you're doing great because I'm I love to talk. I mean, it doesn't bother me if somebody asks me questions. I they, it's like we've known it. we've been doing this forever together. So. Uh, there's no uneasiness. You make somebody feel comfortable and that's important. Um, and you, you know, you're interested. So that's, that's, that makes it all worth a while.
1: So you were talking a little bit, um, about what it, what goes in. You were talking a little bit about how it all goes from the agencies all the way down to the catering at the show. Um, what, what in a typical day in the life of Ron does it look like you? Uh, uh, night of a show, right?
0: The day of the show? Yeah. Oh, The day of the show is when you wake up in the morning and you think, is it over yet? <laughs> no, because it's going to be a long day. Uh, I mean, you have to get to the venue, and, and it's depending on the artist, but usually about every artist loads in the day of the show, meaning load in means they bring in their equipment and their sound and their band and their instruments. So the venue's got to open up. Now, as a promoter, I may or may not need to be there, but because that's not show, that's just them setting up Uh, my sound people there. So I don't do sound. So really I don't have to be there. You say that, but I'm there. Uh, I think I ought to be there whether they ever need me for anything or not, but if they have a question, that the artist has a question about something unrelated to sound or setup, and nobody with the venue is there that can answer it because they didn't get hired by the venue, they got hired by me. I need to be there to answer whatever question may come up. Her issue comes up, I need to be the one to say, this is how we solve this. And so you do that, Then you you open the doors and when it's time for the show and people come in and, um, you know, for 20 years, I've been one of these that I greet people at the door of every concert I have forever and whether that's a 250 seat place that we do over in a little place called Bell Buckle, or if it's a 600 seat, like where we had Ronnie the other night, I'm at the door. And, and our regulars um, know they're going to see me at the door. And that makes them feel good. You know, when they come in, you say, hello, how you doing, Joe? They know, hey, he, he knows who I am. I know Ron. You know, he's going to take care of us. It's gonna... and, they, and they know that they've been following our show so long now, it don't matter who the artist is. They know it's going to be a quality show because uh, I'm going to do my best to make it that way, you know. And we hope we bring the artists to do so. you know? and and we have it things. So.
1: You know, you talk a lot about. You know, uh, talk to us a little bit about what. Can you give us a description of what William Lee Golden's house is like?
0: <laughs> you know, I, it, it's a it's amazing. You know the
1: the how would you
0: how would you say William's house the history, and it's in the book, uh, Behind the Beard. It's one of the oldest houses in Tennessee. It was built like 10, if I recall right, and and if I'm off, it won't be much, but I believe like 10 years before Washington became president. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's a Civil War era. I mean, a, a war era home. The planet, you know, and it's got just I don't even know how many acres is there, but it's, it's huge. And, and inside of it is just, uh, the only word I can think of is, is beautiful because William Lee's got his trophy, you know, the award cases and his feet, maybe Grand Piano's there, what we do it, the room where we did our interview. There's paintings throughout. And these paintings of William Lee and Simone, his wife, is a great, she does paintings. And everything, you know, um, and she's with William on everything he does, you know. And and it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. The grounds are immaculate, you know. And, okay, um, just beautiful.
1: You have to tell me how you got there. How 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 did you set up an interview with him at his house?
0: Well, the interview—I I don't even know—it's been—it's been so long ago. It's been a few years ago. William, me and, like I said, I told you earlier, I don't know what no means, so I sent a message to William one time direct, and they put me in touch with somebody else. And
1: uh,
0: long story short, we set the interview up. I said, so I have places over on what we call Music Valley Drive in Nashville. Uh, like the Willie Nelson Museum is very good to me about me using the museum to do interviews in when I want to meet an artist halfway somewhere. Um, I said, so William, I got these locations we can use or he says, well, what about my house? Works for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and, and so you're not going to say, no, William, I don't want to do it at your house. I just don't think that's him. No, it, 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 that's William Lee Golden for you. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, it's just amazing. He, he says, no, let's just do it at my house. Come on out to my house. And, and uh, so we go out to his house. A friend of mine, who was my best friend at the time, uh, and, and he unexpectedly passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but a great photographer. Uh, he went with me, and in the book, behind the beard, you'll see a picture from our first interview where we were leaving, and we looked back, and William was at the door, waving. That wasn't a stage shot. That was William waving as we were driving out, and Jerry, my friend, turned around, just happened to see it and snapped. Didn't even focus, just snapped the camera. And that's that picture. Uh, And in the book, it gives credit to Jerry Overcast. Um, But Jerry was my best friend for many years and a great photographer, but he did the video of the interview for me. Um, And then from there, William and I have spoke, you know, regularly. William is one of these people, once you talk to him, or if you've never spoke to him, the first time you speak to William Lee Golden. You think you've known him all your life. He just he makes you feel that easy. So, like I said, he's just a you know just William Lee Golden. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, he's just uh, a great guy. I think I tell people he's an American treasure. Yeah, he is, and uh, to me, he always will
1: be. So, so do you have any? do you have any advice for people that are looking to get into what you're trying to do? Whether into it be promotions. concerts or interviews. Uh,
0: into concert promotions. Um, well, if you want to sleep, you might not want to. Do that because you worry yourself a lot. I don't worry about things. I'm I, I'm two, I'm sixty one, so I'm to the point where I don't really, you know. You just you just hope everything comes out. But but it's a it can be a stressful thing to somebody just coming into it. And 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 when I started, and to this day I have no major sponsors. It's me taking the risk. So, you hope you know your audience, which I think I do. You, you gotta know how to promote a show. William and I were talking recently, talking about William again. But, uh, I mean, you learn a lot from promotion if you read William Lee Golden's book. Uh, he tells stories in there about when he promoted concerts and how he got years ago, but it doesn't matter who you have in concert, who the artist is, uh, without advertising and without promotion, you're not going to have nobody. Yeah. That simple. So you can't think just because I've got a major name, I'm going to have a full house. You don't, if you don't let the people know you've got the major name and when and where, you're not going to have nobody. So to do that, you got to spend a little money you know, you got to make sure you spend in advertising and it's just a lot of little things you can learn for somebody breaking into the business. um, I have never been one scared to try something. So you and you asked uh, when we were off camera 20 years ago or thereabouts, I never had promoted a show in my life. Never thought about promoting a show in my life. Um, my wife, who I just married, but known all my life, um, she said one day, there's a song that changed my life before we got married. There was a song that changed my life. Now I said, okay, what's the name of it? She said, but I can't think of whose song. I said, so what's the name of it? And she told me it was a song called It Was Me. Uh, so I looked at that looked, done some searching I played a couple I said is this is it? this is it and it, one of them was it it was by a gentleman named Michael Combs who is just right. remarkable gospel uh, and the song will change your life but long story short she said man I would love to see him in concert at a church somewhere or something I said so bring him to your church and she said, How do you do that? I said, I have not got a clue, <laughs> you know, but we can find out. So, long story short, find out who booking him or who his agent was, called him, set it up, took a shot, you know, and we had him in church. And uh, you go from that one to another one. And then you say, Okay, that was easy. Let's, what about Jason Crow? We brought Jason so I started in gospel did that worked with everybody in gospel southern gospel and led in the country so yeah
1: Ron I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you so much for telling me some stuff that I never knew and and I hope to get you back on the show one day and vice versa I hope to be on your show one day and
0: Oh, you will be, and I've seen your interviews with Blind Joe, uh, Jeff Panzer. We were talking about earlier, uh, a great interview. Jeff is a, uh, an amazing guy. I think from what I've learned about him in the last little while, um, but just uh, your show is is getting out there, and and we we are
1: honored that you asked us to ask me to be on today. I am so Ron. I, I aside of the interview part. I hope to do a concert with your people.
0: Oh, you will, and we'll get together on that. So,
1: and uh, thank you guys so much for watching the Spokane Man podcast on Spotify. And, and I, I'm going to have call you after this just for a second. Okay. And, right. and thank you guys so much for being watching. And, and Ron, again, thank you, sir, for what you're doing uh, for the music community and what you're doing so much for. Um, the world and we need more people like you and the day we are recording this is memorial day so happy memorial day and thank you to everybody who has served is serving and is going to serve we thank you so much and the spokane man podcast would not be available and would not be on if it wasn't for our vets and if it wasn't for our troops so we thank you hats off to you ron thank you so much sir and um, until next time, my friend.
0: Thank you, for having us. Thank you all. And uh, yep. Okay.